Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Chicago's Afternoon News, 720 WGN. I'm Lisa Dent. Steve Bertrand is back. Kevin Powell's here. Mary, the whole Chicago Afternoon News team, along with our friend Tom Skilling. And boy, weather is on every page of every site I check on today. How are you, Tom? Yeah, I'll tell you, Lisa, you know, you realize, uh, sure, it's been a little bit cool around here, but how lucky we are when you see what's going on all around us. They've got a heat wave of record proportions uh, going out west, and uh, this matches heat that's been going in Europe and uh, also in India and Pakistan. That's been replaced by flooding in those places, and China, of all places, too, so... Uh, but heat, it is something. Do you know the temperature uh, tomorrow could come within striking distance of 125 degrees at Death Valley? If that does that, that'll be the hottest temperature recorded in September on the planet. So, um, And I was looking at the high yesterday in Los Angeles was uh, near 100. Many of their areas around there were 100 to 110. And around Sacramento, they may get up to 117 degrees today was 102 in Salt Lake City and in Las Vegas. They've had one day since uh, August the 16th that has not hit 100, only one. And they were at 109 yesterday, and they're going back up there again today. So um, really interesting stuff going on all around us, and it makes you realize, Lisa, we're a little oasis of comfort around here in the Midwest with our cool temperatures. Yeah, people might not have been happy with the weather over the weekend, but we've got great weather on the way. And like you pointed out, I mean, we have fire tornadoes in California, which is a new term for me. We have the doomsday glacier. We have a typhoon hitting South Korea. Um, And what's happening in Pakistan? People in Chicago jumped into action yesterday and joined Helping Hands for Relief and just started donating clothing and household items and supplies because over 1,200 people have died in Pakistan, right? You know, it's interesting. A third of that country is underwater uh, with these floods. And you know, it's interesting, Lisa, they went through an abominable heat wave in India and Pakistan before this hit with temperatures that hit levels they'd never seen before. And this has been followed by a monsoon, uh, which has just dropped incredible amounts of rain. At the same time, they've got glacial melt going on uh, in the mountains around there. And that's the source of water for a lot of folks in that region. But you marry, you know, incredible record rains with the monsoon with the melting glaciers there. And they you arrive at the situation that they've got there with, as you say, over a thousand deaths and uh, it's a mess it really is it's really a tragedy yeah one third of the entire country is underwater that's yeah. that's just amazing and hurricane that's, season is starting to heat up right yeah we've got a couple of tropical systems there's one off mexico called k that's out in the pacific that thing is going to track north uh, to the west of baja california and uh, resort areas like Cabo San Lucas that uh, folks go to down there won't hit that area directly, but the waves from it will probably impact it. Then we've got Earl that may swipe Bermuda and Danielle that formed way north in the Atlantic uh, earlier this week. Still has 85 mile an hour winds, not uh, affecting any landmass or anything like that. And even there, we've been lucky, Lisa, because a lot of these storms 
have not been impacting populated areas. They've been happy to stay out over the ocean. And may that continue to be the case, you know, because this can get to be a pretty active time of the year. What is the Doomsday Glacier and why is that all over the news today? You know, it's been something that's been talked about for years. Uh, The Thwaites Glacier down in Antarctica. You know, the concern is that uh, a lot of the fresh water on our planet, most of it is in ice. And most of that ice is in Greenland and Antarctica. And the problem with glaciers like the Thwaites, and the reason it's been called the Doomsday Glacier, is because if that thing were to collapse, there's ice dammed up behind it that can start cascading into the ocean. And, you know, there is so much water tied up in the ice in Greenland and in uh, uh, Antarctica that you could raise sea level around the world, you know, 20 or 30 feet uh, if, if that all suddenly were to come into the water and melt. Uh, now, that's not happening yet, but that's that Thwaites Glacier is considered one of the key ones there because if that were to go, it would unleash this cascade of ice that might start a scenario where you get uh, massive sea level rises. As it is, uh, the melting ice in Greenland has, uh, has slowed down the Gulf Stream. Among other things, that sped up uh, sea level rise along the east coast of the U.S. and also boosted water temperatures there. And they're saying that uh, they think that with the ice melting, Greenland alone could raise uh, ocean levels about 10 inches, 10 to 11 inches. And some say that's conservative. It'll be more than that. That doesn't sound like much. But the problem is uh, when storms come on top of oceans, they're that much higher. Look at Superstorm Sandy. The uh, water levels were up four inches, and yet they figure there was $8 billion additional damage done in that storm because of the storm surge and the waves that it sent into the coast that were able to hit more of the uh, homes and all out there uh, because of the the rise in sea level out there, Lisa. So that's why that's looked at very seriously. Tom Skilling is with us as he joins us every Tuesday in Chicago's Afternoon News. It's brought to you by Permaseal Basement Systems. And next... We'll ask him if fall is the least dangerous weather season for us here in Chicago and the Midwest. But first, a check on weather and traffic with Mary Vandeveld. Chicago's Afternoon News 720 WGN. Terry Savage is joining us after 4 o'clock. If you've got money questions, she will answer them for you. So, Tom, is fall the least dangerous weather season that we have in our area? You know, that now that's an interesting proposition. Um, I haven't heard that, but when you think about it, uh, you know, the extremes in weather are not quite as spectacular in fall as other seasons. I mean, spring you think of as our big tornado season, uh, a season of flooding rain, summer you have thunderstorms, lightning and heat waves, uh, and, of course, cold in the winter with snowstorms. So I guess fall uh, is a little more tranquil in many cases than other seasons, although you do have a mini tornado season that happens uh, in fall. It's just nothing near what we see in spring. <laughs> That's an interesting <laughs> proposition. It was one of those, Tom, it was one of those things I woke up this morning and I knew I was going to talk to you and I thought, hey, we should be entering a pretty nice time of year for people in yeah. the Midwest because all these weather headlines are horrendous. Bad things are happening around the world weather-wise, and here we are in the Midwest. Yeah, not as sunny as we wanted over the weekend, but that's going to change. Yeah, no, it really is. Uh, we've got the sun poking through today, but uh, you're right. We've uh, Do you know that was the coolest Labor Day we've had in 12 years yesterday? 
had wow. a high of 70 degrees. We had 82 Labor Day a, a year ago. And uh, so that that was interesting. And it was kind of cloudy. Um, it was funny because the beaches were packed on Saturday with the 80-degree temperatures and the warmth. Then yesterday, uh, it was amazing. Folks kind of stayed away from it because it was the beaches because it was kind of cloudy. But, you know, there was something nice. I don't know about you. I've had the windows open the whole time. It's kind of been nice to have the air blowing in here, uh, Lisa. I think it's been pretty comfortable. Yeah, it really has been nice. We've got a lot to be thankful for. Somebody asked you a question about rolling thunder and lightning that follows, but the sounds of rolling thunder. Can you share yeah. how you explain that to them? Because I found that very interesting. Yeah, it really is. You know how sometimes you hear that loud crash of thunder and then it rumbles on and on and on and on uh, and seems to last, you know, five, ten seconds sometimes. You know, what happens is the superheating of a column of air by lightning and lightning heats the, the column of air through which it passes to 50,000 degrees Fahrenheit. It's about five times the temperature of the surface of the sun instantaneously. That sends out shock waves and some of them we hear as thunder. So rolling thunder occurs, these long uh, extended periods of uh, thunder rumbling, uh, because we're getting sound waves from different points along that channel that's being lit up by or heated up by lightning. So if you've got a very long lightning bolt, uh, then the thunder it produces may keep coming at you for an extended period of time from farther and farther away. And that tends to extend the length of time over which you hear the thunder. So it, it's an interesting phenomenon, and you're right. You have a good eye, Lisa, because somebody wrote me about that. And I thought it was an interesting question and one that probably all of us have thought about at one time or another. The Harvest Moon is Saturday, I think, 44.59 a.m. or something like that. It's a full moon. <laughs> they identify it as the Harvest Moon, and it looks like these um, these drought conditions in the West are going to dramatically impact possibly our food prices because that's where all our vegetables and fruits are grown for the most part. Yeah, they, they, something like a third of our uh, fresh vegetables come out of California where they irrigate profusely. And about two-thirds of our nuts and fruits come out of there as well. So you start fiddling with agriculture out of that area with extreme weather, and uh, you've got some issues right there. Um, tell you one thing, Lisa. We've got some areas of the plains that are in some trouble now in crop production because it's been very dry and exceedingly hot, which will surprise a lot of folks in Chicago because, you know, we've had a warm summer, but it was only a fraction of a degree warmer than average. Uh, it was among the 16% of warmest summers we've had in Chicago, which may surprise folks. But um, it was only about seven-tenths of a degree above uh, above normal. But that's not been true out in the plains. They've been baked by triple-digit temperatures and drought. So, you know, corn production out in Nebraska and Kansas and South Dakota, those are not our big corn states. Uh, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana uh, are really the you know the chief corn producers, but still there is a crop out there, and they've had some issues with it. And then, as you say, out west, uh, the drought's been something out there, and uh, you've got these record low lake levels and lakes Mead and Powell that feed Las Vegas and Phoenix and San Diego, and they irrigate from that water too. So uh, that will impact our prices. What about around here? I think we've got pretty good weather on the way, right, after we get through some yeah. scattered showers yeah. today? I'm, I'm sorry. We, we've been kind of Debbie Downers here about all this uh, craziness <laughs> going on around us. 
the the fact is in our area uh the weather looks pretty nice we're going to warm slowly as the week goes on we'll get uh, more sun uh, more and more sun each day we'll have little you know fair weather clouds every now and then but we're talking about uh near 80 today away from the lake and then into the uh same thing tomorrow and then into the low 80s and even the mid 80s on thursday friday saturday and the weather looks good uh, there's no we could use some rain, but we don't have any big uh, uh, rain systems, although something could spin up later in the weekend, bring us some showers later Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and uh, we'll watch that with interest because we could actually use a little moisture. We just don't – we urban types don't like to see it on the weekend. But, um, you know, <laughs> gardeners, on the other hand, do. So they want the plants to grow. You can tell it's back to school because all the tourist boats, they're, they're empty today. We're looking out the window. Yeah. The river walk, quite <laughs> empty. It's, it's a complete shift, not just in, you know, what would be summer into fall, but the perception that people have this time of year and how everybody starts to, I don't know, look at things a little differently and the weather kind of plays a part of that. Well, it does. And you know something else, Lisa, I've been hearing people say, oh, the color change has started in the trees. That's probably not the conventional color change. That probably is driven by how dry it's been. Uh, You know, we had only half our normal August rain, and uh, dry conditions can lead to the color change in the leaves. We've really not had the kind of reduction in sunlight and temperature yet that would bring that on. So this seems to be a dry weather thing. But it's a beautiful time of the year we're going into, and we'll soon have the fall colors coming out uh, across the area. And that always is a beautiful thing to look forward to every year. It really is. Book your hotel reservations now if you're going to go someplace like Kettle Moraine or or Michigan, because those fill up quickly. Thank you for joining us, Tom. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Lisa, nice to talk to you as always, and you have a wonderful day, and uh, keep the windows open and enjoy these uh, lovely temperatures we've got going. Absolutely. Hey, Steve Bertrand has your news coming up next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. And Kevin, if there's any point in the next 10 or 15 minutes mm-hmm. that you can run to my office and okay. look in my lower desk drawer, Uh-oh. you're going to be very excited. Well, all right. I'm on my way. Holy camoly. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're going to like it too, Steve, and it's all based on something we said that none of you know about, and there's there's something that's been sitting in our office, and I opened it, and I was like, oh, I have to put it back in there until everybody's back, so you'll find out what that is.